0: The year was 2011. It was a January. I had put in my two weeks notice at Boyd's. The end of a three year era. And the start. of the six-year era of corporate life. I was feeling pretty good about myself. I was newly married. I had gotten married in uh, July of 2010. So that is August, September, October, November, December six months about five months into marriage I knew Boyd's wasn't gonna work anymore sorry Mr. Boyd sorry David Michael all the other friends of mine there at Boyd's I'm sorry James so I had to leave Um, the the primary reason is I was a newlywed and I was traveling to Corpus like every week and you know it was meant to be like just for a season and maybe that season was only gonna be six months but uh it didn't look that way i mean we were talking about me potentially opening up another branch and all good things right all good things but i was a newlywed and um let's just be honest man my standards were pretty high when it came to the workforce because i wanted availability and flexibility for uh my ministry for one and my family and my family now was my wife And not being able to see her, like only on the weekends, like literally pretty much on a Saturday. um, If I was coming home, sometimes I'd come home on a Saturday, like at night. And then we'd get ready for church in the morning. We'd go to church. We'd have like the afternoon together and then church at night. And then I I wouldn't see her, you know, like overnight. She would get up and go to work and then I would go out of town again. And this went on for weeks, for a few months even. And it wasn't like this every week, but it sure as heck felt like it. And it got- I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it anymore, and this is the start Of my corporate life I'm not excited about it, okay, you know, uh, I have a lot of stories Corporate culture stories, uh, but I'm I'm gonna minimize it for the sake of time I decided to jump on the bandwagon of uh, working at Citibank and uh, a lot of people were there, a lot of my friends were there, there's a lot of opportunity and good, good, good things. And uh, let me just throw this disclaimer in right from the get-go. I learned a lot at corporate and uh, I, I don't regret it. <laughs> Even though I, I talk a lot of trash about corporate lifestyle, I don't regret it. I do, um, I, I did value the time I had there, but... It has positioned me in a place now where I'm like, I don't want to go back to corporate. I'll do it for the money if I have to, or for sake of time if I have to. But if I have an option, I will opt out of going back to corporate life. And this is why. So I, I got the job. Uh, let's see, I put in my two weeks of January. Actually, I put in a three weeks. I was trying to be nice. Like, hey, I'll stick around. I'm training this guy here. Like, I get it. You know, I was trying to be all like... I know you need me, so I'll stay here an extra week. But, um, yeah, they, I didn't even last a week. Like, my boss didn't even fire me properly. Like, the guy I was training, um, which, hindsight, is is now my partner for work today. Like, on a regular daily basis, what we do for a living. But at the time, we were just, you know, young young kids of the ripe age of 21. And, um, yeah, so he... He, uh, he was the one who told me like hey um, uh, they actually asked me to tell you to not come in anymore thanks and so <laughs> so you know he, he seemed very stressed out I felt horrible for him that that was his task to tell me to not come to work anymore and that's that's how that went down you know I just I just had to eat it and deal with it so um, I stopped working there and i had already uh my my put in my my resignation because i already had my start date for my new job but it wasn't going to be till february so i had some time waiting to get in to this job and which was nice for my wife you know uh, my new wife you know her and i were newlyweds so we were all excited like i get to be home for a little bit and then i start i get in and it was an absolute miracle and uh I mean that it, to, how I got this job was definitely a, uh, a it was is an answered prayer. In all honesty, it was going to be hard for me to go look for work, and I was willing to take up anything. But my wife, who did not want me to go to Citibank because she worked there, actually, and that's not why she didn't want me to go. But uh, she she was like, "No, you'll do better somewhere else." But she felt like in prayer, God told her, "Hey, you should like God, you should let um, Robert." you know get this job and and when she told me that's when we knew like oh this is god because you don't even want me there so so i did i took it up and i got the job and and i have to say the first like year was phenomenal it was very very good i mean i I had a pay cut i did take a pay cut to get the job and let's see let's see 2010 2011 rather this is 2011 And uh, the year goes through six months. Actually, six months in, I get a raise, and it's an eight-dollar raise. And I'm thinking, this is amazing! Like, heck yes, man! And and I'm killing it. Like, I'm doing a very good job at this corporate job. I was a manual tester. Uh, I was a part of the uh, quality assurance team. On oh man, I don't even remember what we were doing actually. I remember my most recent one that's why it like washed out the memories of my Citibank days but anyway I was a manual tester and um manual software tester and I I started off entry level which I I I saw the entry level group guys like they let high school kids get in there you know like right out of high school didn't know jack just showed up and boom so it wasn't like I was special or anything it was like nah anybody can get this (laughs) so um But I I, I went in with a group of 40 people, it was quite a a few of us on this big old team. And over the next two years, I would watch them all drop like flies. (laughs) So uh, corporate was rough, man. It was pretty intense. The the first six months I was killing it. I was like super successful, got that $8 raise. I was feeling it. I was like, shoot, I'm gonna get another one, like rolling the dice. Like I'm I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna kill it. Yeah, I'm gonna do so good at this job. And this is, mind you, the first year of marriage. So I was still mentally like off track. I was trying to figure out marriage. I was trying to figure out like a ministry and this crazy new job of mine. And I was young and uh, very, very, very overzealous. I'm just being honest. I had a lot of overzealous attitude and a lot of my goals were not realistic and but i was i was crazy optimistic man i just had that overconfidence that's like heck yes i can do anything and everything with the lord and christ will get me through you know like and that's not a bad attitude to have that's not but Um, in my heart, you know, there was things I needed to work out for that to, for that to work out in order for me to really put my faith in, in God and Christ and Jesus the way I wanted to, um, I needed to get through some things. And so that was happening while my first year of corporate life. So with that in mind, um, as I started to climb the ladder, that $8 raise was me jumping from entry level to mid level. I watched my mid-level buddy go from mid-level to high-level, and he became a lead overnight. It's like, wow, that's amazing! And I remember talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll see how this goes," and yada yada. So while I'm there, it's been a year and a half. I get another raise. Uh, that raise was a six-dollar raise, and uh, six and some change. And I was like, "This is this is this is this, is, this is what corporate. Life, this, is, this is awesome!" You know and uh, the deadlines were starting to hit I was starting to get hit with some deadlines and I was starting to feel it a little bit and I went from mid-level to high-level and I was a high-level tester at this point doing a great job and um, i I feel like I'm killing it you know I'm just doing really good um, I'm trying to still I'm trying to finagle and handle some things on a personal level but I feel like I'm doing okay and Then my wife and I get pregnant with our first child and you know, we're super excited. We're ecstatic This is what we've been wanting. I talked about this before in another episode But I did we had a miscarriage and uh, that was really hard and I, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't take it. Well um, something Triggered in a bad way for me. I was having a really hard time Uh, my wife was also having a hard time we were battling with this dark depression cloud coming over our lives and and that wasn't the right decision you know i was supposed to supposed to be able to just like put my faith in god and get through it and i was trying i really was but man i was i was sucked into that that depression cloud pretty hardcore like this tornado event and um As that was going on with me mentally and I was having these issues, uh, I was having a hard time at work. I started to take Excedrin because I wanted to reach the deadlines and I wanted to be upbeat all the time and I had to fight through migraines and I was getting nosebleeds at work. This is crazy stuff y'all. And um, it was hardcore and then uh, my wife got pregnant again and you know i I didn't know how to handle it i wasn't sure like i was very like oh is this gonna work is it gonna be another miscarriage i didn't know what to think and in the meantime between the miscarriage and getting pregnant again i had to take a little bit of a leave time not a long time maybe like a, a week or a few days and um well it's very unfortunate but my lead at the time had spilled the beans about it and i think he was supposed to save that information and my boss who's not in state she she was somewhere else she like she's in i think in ohio or something i don't remember but she uh well she didn't appreciate that she didn't appreciate that my lead had told everybody what happened i guess she had her way of how she was gonna do it and he kind of jumped the gun and this is how i realized how corporate culture can be pretty hardcore because they got rid of him I, i'm I think he just got fired and they said he got let go. I don't know. But while I was on my little break and I came back, he was gone. I came back and he was gone. And when I was told later, like, yeah, well, he told everybody what happened to you. You know, I was like, the corporate gossip. He was like, yeah, people told me, like, yeah, they, you know, they. He said what happened, and then like the same day, he was taken to HR, and then they cleared out his desk, and then we just didn't see him anymore. It's like, what? Am I the reason this guy lost his job? Like, my bad circumstance created this for him. That's that's horrible. And but you know, I don't know. It was all rumors and gossip, and um, and we didn't know, so it was confusing. And then like a week later, I'm pulled into HR. No, not what am i saying, not HR. Oh my gosh, here I am over-dramatizing the story. I'm pulled in with my boss and with her boss and his boss and my boss's boss's boss. And they're sitting down with me and they're like, hey, guess what? We need a new lead. And I'm like, yeah, I heard you got rid of the last one. And they're like, we want you to be the guy. Whoa, is this like some kind of strange corporate favor? Like, is this like because I had my miscarriage or like why am I the one but no it was because of performance allegedly because my performance was astronomical it was you know I was doing such a good job um, that's what I was told and so I, I, I believed it and I ended up taking that position sounds pretty harsh doesn't it it almost sounds like I'm I like stabbed this guy in the back and forced him to lose his job and then I took his position that's not what happened I had no clue he was gonna lose his job but he did and uh, it it <laughs> yeah, it's, it's save, makes a good drama I guess I don't know but uh, that's how it happened anyway I'm just saying the facts here okay so I, uh, I get the lead position and I get another crazy raise you know so I'm making enough money to support me and my wife and she's having a really rough pregnancy she's trying to work but she can't she has to leave so she does. I keep my position and I'm making more money than we both made combined when I first started the job. So um, we feel like we're going to be okay. So my goal was, you know what, I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to be a leech at this corporate office. I'm going to mooch and make as much money as possible and just completely kill it at this job. That was my mindset. Like this is it this is it. This is going to be what helps me uh, support my family. And I was ready to kill it. I was in kill zone, kill mood. I was ready to do this. So um, I I start to do just that. I do amazing. And I'm working with offshore people. I'm in charge of 25 people, 18 or so of them are, are here in the States. And then the other few like seven or eight of them are, are over in uh, offshore and I'm, I'm working with them regularly i'm i'm getting called in i'm working different all kinds of crazy hours i'm there at like five or six in the morning i got my coffee cup my corporate coffee cup and i'm like just killing it man i'm just here i'm amazing i'm just i'm a corporate i'm a corporate lifestyle man you know and um i was dying inside <laughs> I became Neo from the Matrix, you know, I was like, showing up and doing my day-to-day and going through my gap analysis reports and doing my daily stand-ups and providing my reports for the team, and I had to be in charge of all of the little boring stuff like timesheets and people's reports it was rough man i had a hard time mentally like i was already in a bad mental state as it was on a personal level but now on a business level for work oh my gosh like my my insides were eating me alive you know from the inside out and i was just oh it was hard man i'm just not an office guy and i was there for a year and 10 months and um the c o o stepped down uh okay so this is how it went down the ceo gave a business meeting um and and it went it was like amazing right they explained like Citibank is doing amazing and here's the the charts and the graphs and we're number one in this and we're number here in that and we're just We're going to rule the world by tomorrow. You just wait. We got a big announcement. It's going to be awesome. And it was like, wow, the company's doing so good. And then he resigned along with the COO. And they like both just split overnight. And it was like, whoa, man, what's going to happen? Layoffs are going to happen. So I was new to this. I had not been through a layoff wave. Well, that's not true. When we had actually my team before I was a lead, when we had moved uh, from the upstairs to the downstairs, I remember going with the lead, and we walked the downstairs they were gonna move in, and we watched the mortgage section get laid off. Like we 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 showed up, and they knew we were there to take over their spots, and they're like, "Oh, you guys must be moving in," and we're like, "Yeah," and they all looked so sad. Like they had been told they were only gonna be there for like another month, and that was it. Their whole their whole department was moving to some other state i think they're moving to florida and they had the option to move or just take their severance and and be let go and i was like man bummer huh thanks for them but as far as us we were excited to uh enter into this new area you know we were just like hey man i'm just scouting the land before i move in i'm picking out my desk you know and that was a layoff that was like a big round it was it was a lot of people man it was like 50 people and um you know, that happened earlier. So now with this CEO and the CEO stepping down, there's all this rumor and gossip. And rumor and gossip in the co- in the corporate uh, environment, I'm gonna be honest, is very exciting. I mean, there, (laughs) it's true, it's true. Like, there's just something about, you know why? Because the job's so boring. You're in front of a computer and you're in meetings and you're just handling reports and paper. So when you go to, like, get your coffee and you're there and you're just, like, dying inside and you're, like, stirring your coffee cup and someone behind you is like, did you hear that so-and-so from this department is talking to so-and-so from that department? And did you know that that person got laid off because of this guy over here and like that you know you hear the corporate gossip and you're like "Mm, really do tell like there's just something about it it's like this is my novella this is my real life drama going on and um while this was going on uh this would have been again a year and 10 months uh my wife was having the baby she was having her little naomi you know, so she was around the corner going to be born. And um, I, you know what? She was born first. And then the CEO, CEO stepped down, not right away. It was like a couple months. And so I think Naomi was born in October. And then this whole CEO talk was like around January, uh, like the new year that we were going in new year this way. In the meantime, social media was really brand new to the uh, the the day and age it was 2012 by this point and social media uh, instagram instagram was getting big and uh, we were taking pictures of the office there is a couple mockers on the team i may or may not have been part of that group and now that i was a lead no i wasn't just a lead i got hired as a full-time employee so we were on contract and I got hired as a full-time employee, that's right. I was it, I was it, man. I was like, I made it in. I was everyone's hope. It's like, guys, I did it. You guys are next. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's gonna be awesome. Like, that was what I was like preaching everybody. Like, we're gonna get this, we're gonna milk this company for everything it has, you know? So, um, I-, I was like, again, everyone's hope because I was the first one to make the switch from being on con- as a contractor on contract to a full-time employee to fte and and it wasn't just a small jump either man they made me a senior business analyst like i went from manual testing to uh, an sbe senior level like i was this big top dog and um the pay raise wasn't all that great actually Uh, so when i went over they were like yeah you're gonna make this much more money but then the benefits hit and then all the taxes and everything is like Dude, I'm like, I think I'm making like 20 cents less than what I was making as the high level. Oh, don't worry, about the bad, happens sometimes. Corporate talk, murmur, 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 and like, there's nothing I could do about it. I was just stuck, so I took it. <sighs> so anyway, CEO leaves after giving this awesome meeting. Instagram is big. These mockers are taking pictures, and there's a guy on the team that was pretty upset about that, the Instagram pictures. And so what happened is one guy, guy one, made fun of another guy, guy two. Guy two laughed about it. But the one guy that got upset, guy three, guy three was like, dude, guy one's making fun of guy two on Instagram for the world to see. I would hate to be guy two right now. And guy two was like, ah, chill out, bro. It's just a joke. And guy one was like, dude, chill out. It's not a big deal. And guy three was like, I'm telling on all of you guys. I didn't know this was going on behind my back. Now, in my, no, I had nothing to say in my defense. I had an Instagram account and I saw the picture where guy one made fun of guy two and I commented on it and I was like, ha, you guys are crazy. Get back to work. (laughs) Ha ha. I made a silly comment. So guy three made a complaint, like an official complaint to our boss and the boss hit me up Now, me and my boss were not good on terms um, because we argued a lot and I I argued with her all the time. That's part of corporate life, man. You just, for some reason in the corporate world, you, you and your boss don't get along even if you try to be buddy buddy there's always that backstabbing effect and that's what i went through the whole time i was there at first when i went to senior level and got the fte position i told everybody yeah we can do this but i i can feel the tension it was like we're gonna take robert down and like pitchforks and fire that came out i was like oh snap dude i thought we were on the same team apparently no so me and my boss were not on good terms we argued a lot And uh, she always felt threatened. Like, I was trying to take her job. I was like, listen, lady, I don't want your job. You know, I don't want to to do what you do. Like, I want to do what I do and be good at it and make a lot of money. And um, if they offer me your position, I'll just, like, you know, say, I mean, as long as I get it within the next two weeks. No, I'm kidding. But, I mean, it's just, it it was dumb that we argued so much. So, when this whole Instagram thing came up, it blew out of proportion ugly. And... Um, I got put in this time. I did get put into HR and my boss and my boss's boss and my boss's boss's boss had a meeting with me and they're like, Rob, don't worry, bro. You're fine. I know what it's like to be one of the boys and then you, you know, you get the job and you're like in charge now and one of the, you know, the the boys still want to treat you like one of the boys, but you're not one of the boys anymore because you're in charge now and don't worry, you're going to be fine. We got your back, bro. And then the other boss was like, yeah, bro, we got your back. And then my boss was like, yeah, I'll stab you in the back. I was like, wait, what? And so I didn't know what it all meant, but they were basically like, it's okay. You're going to be fine. And then I went into HR and I got let go. <laughs> no no way i even asked them i was like so like can i fight for my job like can i you know where where's uh where's the trial at like where do i defend myself and they're like oh no you just signed here you're you're being let go like there's zero tolerance for social media and i was like wait a minute i'm a manager and I was in a meeting about this whole zero tolerance garbage, and I was told that that meeting was gonna or that email was gonna get sent out, and that it was like a daily thing. Like in other words, once the email sent out, then, then that's the time where the, the zero tolerance takes effect. Meaning that if anything happened prior. It wasn't going to be considered because they didn't have an official document stating there is a zero tolerance until the day of the email. I know my loopholes, find the fine print, I'm keeping this job. And they're like, that's not how it works around here, Robert. This is corporate. What? They didn't say that. I'm just over-dramatizing the story. But that's what I heard. Because I said, wait, 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 you mean like... I was told it doesn't matter what you were told buddy grab your stuff and go (laughs) holy smokes this is happening this is happening so i i prayed because i was i'll be honest man again i wasn't in a great mental state man i was having a hard time so i went to the office and cried myself in prayer called my wife told her i lost my job and she was so good about it with our newborn baby She's like, it's okay. God's going to take care of us. We're going to be fine. And I'm like, no, (laughs) what are we going to do? And she's like, Rob, we're going to be fine. Quit crying. Grab your stuff. Come home. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to be okay. And so like, you know, I stayed there for like an hour moping because I didn't want to go grab my stuff from my desk while everybody was there. So I stalled. For as long as I could and I read the entire insurance packet I was given about severance and yada yada and how I wasn't gonna get any severance because that was the agreement for some reason. I don't know. I was I was naive, okay guys? So I went back to my desk, grabbed my stuff. There's like two people there, they saw me grabbing my stuff and they're like, Dude, Rob And I was like, Yeah man, this is it They're like, No, no no wait, like for real? Yeah, man. For rizzles I'm out see you guys never I ain't coming back to this place so like I grabbed my stuff and I dipped and I started the job search and I only knew corporate at that time because corporate man they paid me some good money again I was pretty good at what I did so I took this and I said listen I'm amazing at what I do hire me and nobody hired me so I started just Sending my resume with, like, I'm hungry and I need to pay for my family. Please, McDonald's, will you just please let me start at the register or something? And my wife was like, you can do better. Don't worry. We're going to get a job. And I was like, nothing is coming my way. I'm not going to get it. And I, I just felt like a big baby. And then um, I heard about Rackspace. I had never heard about Rackspace ever. I knew nothing about it. But everybody that was in my... Uh, profession knew about it and i was like the only dunce that knew nothing about it so i applied and i got the job as a contractor i didn't come in full time and i knew the contractor world very well by this point i'm like dude it's a breeze man it's this is what you do so you talk to them and you're like hey listen i'm amazing i'm better than any guy that's ever gotten hired here ever I am not a team player. I play for myself and I play to win, okay? And that's where you're gonna go. So like, I was like very pushy and aggressive. And I was like, listen, my last job got rid of me because of social media. Can you believe that? And they were like, what? <laughs> Who does that? This is rack space. Our culture here lets you wear shorts. We encourage you to record yourself writing down the slide and post it on social media. Make fun of your... Co-workers on social media will give you a raise. So I was like, "Oh, this is this is this is my spot. I belong here with my people." That's not why. Okay, I'm again over traumatizing for the story. No, um, I, I I just came in. Actually, I was I was gonna go on as a deduper, which is a deduplicator of information. So I was gonna be in front of an Excel sheet all day and looking for extra information, uh, rather duplicate information and removing it every day for eight hours a day. I, I mean, that's my rock bottom. You know, <laughs> like I was like, I'll, I'll do anything. But it paid it paid more money than what I was making as a full-timer at Citibank. So I was like, Psh, I'll do it, it as a two-month contract. So again, my game plan was to go in there and be like, listen, I'm very good at what I do. In two months, you're gonna wanna hire me. Cocky, sure, but that was my game plan. Well, during the interview, they're like, "Do you, do you do manual testing?" I said, "Oh yeah, I was a senior business analyst over this 25 people, and yeah, senior. You know, I went from entry to mid to high to senior in like a span of a year and 11 months. You're hired. Like they were just like, you, you're going to be our tester. We need a tester. Come in. Um, you'll be our quality engineer." And uh, you're still going to be on contract, but it's actually a year-long contract, and we'll talk again in a year. And I was like, holy smokes, what's the pay? It pays as well as a de job did. What? So I was like, this is amazing. So I took that job, and I I just put my headphones on, went to work, and I didn't talk to anybody. Nobody. I worked with nothing but women. There's four of them. And two other guys that were there were on contract for like a month. So by the time I learned their name, they were already gone. And then uh, the women just ran the meetings. I like didn't say a word. I was like, oh yeah, I tested this. It's all in the box that you told me to put it in. Okay, perfect. And that was like all I did, man. I just put my headphones on, showed up and got to work. And the the, the real reality is um, from Citibank to Rackspace, I had a month with our firstborn, and I loved it. I mean, I was healing myself mentally because I was a mess. I was, I was having a hard time and I was with my, my wife and my newborn and that's where I wanted to stay. It was like my, my bliss, my peace, like, oh, this feels so good. And then I went back to work and I was like, oh, I got to work and this job is garbage. But I, I did enjoy wearing shorts and going down the slide and having fun and it wasn't as corporate-y. It was pretty chill, actually. So I was like, you know what, this is going to be okay. So I, you know, I, I, I just tried to live it day at a time. And um, while I was there, uh, there was a lot of changes happening and I didn't care about any of them. I just didn't pay attention, man. I just put my headphones on and I went to work and I did a darn good job. And then I got the eye of uh, one of the quality engineer, senior level, he wasn't a VP, uh, he was under the VP. I don't know, he was, he was up there, he was a manager of some sort and he was like hey listen uh i've been looking at your resume and you led people offshore and you had 20 plus people and you were a senior level this why are you just some regular qe tester uh with your headphones on every day why aren't you like running like you should be running things here what what's going on and i was like uh just give me my broom man i'm just trying to sweep you know leave me alone and he's like no man you need to be more blah 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 long story short he talked me into taking up a promotion that i was saying no to for months i had been there for about two years and it went by super fast so fast that i was having uh my second child (laughs) and uh by the time she was born by when emmy was born um i was in the hospital working you know with her born and with naomi and and it just happened. Life just happened so fast, and I was just kind of like, dun, 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 dun. you know, going to work like all slow, and you're like, nah, whatever. And he was like, dude, there's there's so much like this is RackSpace, bro. Like, the culture here, this and that, the opportunity. We can send you to school. So he convinced me, and I finally said yes. And I, my my terms were, I'll do this under you and corporate that corporate life man because he was like of course bro of course i got you a month after i get it he leaps <laughs> now i love this guy for the record um i did try to stay in contact with him after the after all of it and i understood why he left he had to because he had a family he had a little one and he never saw his his newborn because he was always at work and i knew that feeling i remember that peace and that bliss i had with my first child but when i was looking for jobs and then the same piece i had when my second born was born and or my second baby was born and then when we moved into the house like that time i have with them was my everything like it was like yeah i get it dude i get it just leave me alone i guess so he dipped and there i was in this new senior level position that i didn't even ask for and i'm and i'm starting to see the change the corporate rift was coming in the ceo left and then we had a stand-in ceo who was not very good and then we had another ceo who came in and by this this is like year three that i'm there and i'm becoming the disgruntled corporate worker i've worked overnight now i've done all-nighters i've done long shifts you know i would work a full regular shift go home brush my teeth and clean up and then get back on and i'd work overnight and then go to sleep for a couple hours brush my teeth and change clothes and go back to work and work on the weekends i was on call and like they owned my soul man and uh ministry was happening boot camp and stuff and i had to say no to them because my job would not let me take time off the raises were coming and i was making some buku money man i was making good 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 money and too much money for me and my family to be honest like we were this small family and uh i didn't know what to do with it we were, we were just we were dumb stuff and we were financing on water softeners and like <laughs> we just like we're just buying anything and everything security and bigger vehicles and I, I was just spending money that i shouldn't have been and i i i could have done a lot better let's just be honest and then the real kicker was when uh well good old wells fargo decided to screw me over on my home and uh that was happening after i had when i was getting ready to have my third child and so that last year of rack space the final year my completely disgruntled like i was like that veteran you know like i came in very pessimistic and like you know, like when they're talking about taking on this big job, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And then I was the guy in the back, you know, with the scars and just like shaving off a piece of apple with my knife. And you're gonna need a bigger boat. And like, I was like this this disgruntled veteran corporate guy in the back. It's like I've seen this before. We're stepping into the corporate culture, and they're like, "No, no, Rackspace would never." And then we got news that we were gonna be going from a a public company to private again and I'm like guys this is a step backward y'all I'm telling you man I'm coming from a hardcore corporate place dude layoffs are coming I can smell them and they're like no no layoffs would never come to this place this is rack space. no don't speak like that and, and layoffs were coming and I was already convinced like man I'm gonna lose my job <laughs> it's just true I was like I'm gonna lose my job uh, you know and I tell my wife to prepare for it and uh, because I, I learned through these four years at Rackspace and two years at City, the six years total corporate is unforgiving. They, they'll they throw numbers at you and be like, yeah, absolutely, man. You can have this. You can do that. You're amazing. You're our rock star. Oh, we couldn't do this without you. And they give you all this money. But then they will own your soul. And when you make a stand, the culture, the, when you make a stand in corporate culture, oh, man oh man, the target is on your back. Backstab me right here, right here in the back, right, right, get the kidney if you can. Like, you, when you make stands, it's it's all the rumors and gossip that I was talking about in the beginning, the, the tasty stuff that people love. Man, at corporate, it's hardcore. And you gotta really pray for, like, uh, protection, you know? You gotta be like, God, help me here. Protect me in this crazy workplace and uh and i i i was convinced like man i'm I'm not gonna be able to make this money ever again i'm never i'm stuck here like like I, i i don't know what i'm gonna do so i felt like if layoffs happened i was like let them come man i'm ready i'm ready for the next one let's do this all over again oh that corporate life yo so i was there doing my meetings and just you know doing my my bueller's teacher stuff and teaching again teaching offshore all over again and having a bunch of new people so we're going to learn automation testing and all this boring technical stuff that i can't get into because it's boring and long so um while i was there and i was trying to learn it all uh bosses change directors change bps change management change i went through like four or six different managers in the matter of like eight months and um i mean it was insane my evaluations were ridiculous and like one guy barely even knew my name and mixed me up with another person and i got threatened all the time that i was gonna lose my job and i was just like take it take it what are you gonna do take my job then man go ahead it's all yours you know i was just like i was very like you can have it bro and nobody would do anything and And then we were told the layoffs were coming. 350 people were gonna get laid off overnight. And I was like, good luck with that, guys. I'm gonna have my newborn baby, my my third one. And I get paternity leave this time. That's right, eat it. I'm sticking it to the man. I'm finally getting mine. And during my first week of paternity leave, I'm off. That's when I get the call for this urgent mandatory you you have to come to this you can't ignore it we need you for this meeting of course you need me yes we need you we need you please we need you so i show up and they're like hey robert you're one of the 350 congratulations you're losing your job sign here so i was uh <laughs> during the meeting i was very chill because i was I was expecting it unfortunately and then um when they brought it up i was like yeah yeah no it's cool like i get severance right and they're like yeah you'll get it for like three months and then you can like if you don't have a job you can get an employment. i was like sweet yeah let's do this man let me sign right here But when do i pick up my stuff i'm ready and uh i was ready to dip man i was so beat up and tarnished and worn out and chewed up and spat out and uh corporate is insane and if anything what it taught me was i can't be afraid to take stance because that's what they teach you while you're there is like you better not do this because we'll fire you we might let you go because you have a voice and you're not allowed to have that here but then at the same time they're like come and speak your voice and you know but it has to fit within their Propaganda. I sound like such a conspiracy theorist, but it's true, man. It's hardcore. It's hardcore. I I was there. I lived it for six years, man. And during that time frame, I was like, this is brutal, brutal. The backstabbing and the stepping on toes and the straight lying to each other and people fighting each other for positions and like, I was I didn't want to be a part of any of that. I was like, nah, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just gonna come and do my headphones. And then I couldn't do my headphones anymore, and I, I got in an argument with like my bosses, like my di- these directors that are like five levels ahead of me, and I would like argue with them be like, bro, I'm not gonna go to every meeting you want me to go to because I need to work. No, 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 you need to be part of the meetings because if you're not there, then we're gonna give you a demerit. And it's like, you're ridiculous. Who, who's gonna get the work done? What, these people I'm training that you don't even want me to train them to do my job? No, no. So those are the kind of arguments I'd have. So I was a rebel, man. I needed to go. And um, I did. And I started my own uh, almost business, you know, whatever this is that I'm doing. (laughs) And uh, I'm a lot happier, I'll say that much. Now, does that mean if you're living corporate, you can't, you know, you're just going to be this dark cloud? No, of course, you can live, you can absolutely do well in a corporate job that was just my experience and it was pretty hardcore because corporate is unforgiving they just they just are man they are there's a truth in that and you know it don't argue with me i know you know it anyway so i start my next corporate job next week it sounds pretty good i mean the interviews went well i think they're gonna like me there i think i'll be really good for the culture i'm just kidding no it's not true i'm still doing what i'm doing Still doing what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, that's my corporate story, y'all. I know it's a long one. Sorry. Sorry, but there's a lot of details uh, because there's a lot that happened, man. There's a lot of ups and downs. It's a wild ride, and who knows? Maybe it'll have another chapter someday, but for now, I'm going to try to stay away as far as I can.